What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode three of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. And if you are listening, you might be sad because after this injury-ridden Sunday, we could all use a laugh. I don't know what we're going to call it, Black Friday or something, but I don't know. We could all use a laugh right now. So tune in, check out the week two review. It was a wacky week. Week three preview, teams are starting to settle, and we're going to get into it. We're going to analyze, and we're going to go over a very interesting power rankings update. You won't want to miss it. Let's do this. Christian McCaffrey. Devontae Adams. Raheem Mostert. Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton. Sterling Shepard. Paris Campbell. Tevin Coleman. <clears throat> Sorry. Saquon. What? Oh my god! This league! Y'all like that one? Y'all like that little transition there? The A instead of the uh? I am here for the people, pe- the people, the people, welcome in to episode three of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. We are in here to react to what was a pretty wild week two, lots of close games. Thank you again so much for tuning in. My name is Chris Mitchum, host of the podcast, and we got the usual crew in here, Tim Raider, Aaron Hunt, fellas, how we feeling after... What are we gonna call it? Black Sunday, the injury Sunday. I don't even know. What are we, how 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 are we feeling though? How are we feeling though? You know, my team. Uh, we we made it out alright. I feel for everyone else in the league, but you know, it happens. Fantasy football every year injuries happen. Yeah, it was not kind to my team to be honest with you. This past week, not great. Seeing Devontae Adams go down. He's only my second round pick. Uh, Paris Campbell. You Clayton thought- laughs in the background. <laughs> You thought, you know, he'd be a hot commodity off the waiver wire, you know, going up against the Vikings. Hurt. IR. So, not the greatest of weeks, but we'll bounce back. That's great. I was on the Twitters the other day, and I saw a tweet that's maybe encouraging to some of you. It was basically, fantasy football is a war of attrition, much like the NFL. Listen, your team might have got just destroyed by injuries this week, but guess what? Next week, it's going to be somebody else's team. The week after that, it's probably going to be somebody else's team, unless you're Clayton. But that is where nobody left. (laughs) (laughs) Has nobody left? Uh, But that is where preparation, studying, staying on top of that waiver wire, listening to your podcast, all comes in. Um, It's again the survival of the fittest. Who's going to be prepared, and that person's going to come out on top at the end. So, um, yes, thank you again so much for tuning in this week. Um, What we're going to be going through is just a couple initial reactions of week two. Then we're going to go into the week two review that has a very juicy game of the week. Then we're going to hold into the power rankings, hit those real quick, and then go into the week three preview with a little added twist in there that I think you guys are going to like. So, gentlemen, week two, um, 
was it did it feel as good as last week with all the football on there and stuff I know the boys weren't together but you know I've I'm at the point now where I am just canceling everything on Sundays because I'm just going to be sitting at home watching football yeah uh it was just great to have football on again for another week uh gotta be thankful for that in this season with just COVID and everything going on it's just a nice break from uh from reality and just being able to watch football all day long super exciting man football on it you know all feels right fall's coming around the corner starting to get crisp in the morning Amen. oh dude it's it's the best time it's of such the year. good weather and of course um no i don't know how i could advance without uh asking what's everybody drinking today i have me a very nice i think it's from colorado i'm not sure but it's a ace guava craft cider i'm getting juicy juiciness all over here what was that tim I, I saw you do a little something over there what was that you got something to say yeah, yeah, nothing nothing yeah you gonna compliment on my it's manly not the pineapple if it's not the pineapple i'm out my manly guava cider that i'm gonna be sipping all all podcasts what do you guys got i think you said guave so guave we need a fact check it on is the pronunciation a craft cider, so it's probably pronounced guave <laughs> what about you guys uh i got a high noon uh, shout out Casey Smith from Barstool. If you're out there, you're really hot. Who? Who's that? You guys Casey? know her. I, I guess she's hot. <laughs> all right. She does all of the have a high noon commercials on the Snapchats. Never nope. seen them. Never nope. heard of her. All right. Look her up after the pod, and you can give me your honest opinion. All right. Cool. And Tim, we're rocking. Nice little Pilsner Urkel over here. A Pilsner Urkel. Urkel. All right. Cool, cool. But anything left before we get into the week two review boys let's do it let's get into it let's roll all right so the week two review um it's pretty crazy week i would say give it a couple more weeks before teams really start to settle in but we're starting to get hints of what teams are going to look like right so the first matchup we're going to start with zach versus steven the broad ripple swim team versus mount passmore mount passmore coming off a rough week one loss and Zach coming off a surprising week one win where he shocked the world. But thankfully, Zach returned to his Zach ways this week. He was awarded the stinker of the week for having the lowest point total. And that's honestly where he belongs, right? Mark Andrews disappointed. And Sammy Watkins got was disappointed. I mean, I don't know why you play him outside of week one. I don't get it. But if you saw his injury, his concussion, like most people when they get a concussion, they just lay down still on the floor. But he, I think he tried to like be manly and get up and he, like it was the most pathetic, well not pathetic, he got hurt. But it was the most like kind of scary thing I've ever seen, him trying to stand up but like also leaning over. It was, he was bad. He got popped. So he just, he got disappointed. Um, But I was explaining earlier, I think Steven is my team of the week. If you look at his team, Michael Thomas out, A.J. Brown out, George Kittle all out, and low-key, he still kind of rocked this week, finishing the upper echelon of the scores. He, again, was my team of the week. He had to overcome a lot of adversity this week. James Robinson looking like a solid pickup. He's not, you know, going to blow you away with his athleticism, but he's the lead back of a Jaguars offense that likes to run the ball. He's going to be a solid pickup for the rest of the year. Um, and thankfully, both teams were able to avoid the injury plague, um, even though Steven's team kind of already had it going into the week. But he sucked it up and won anyways. So congrats to you, Steven, a deserved one and one. And now we all get to wonder on pins and needles which quarterback you're going to start next week. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Steven, 
gotta give you credit where credit's due. Uh, I've been giving you a lot of crap for your running back depth, and James Robinson is coming through for you, man. Uh, Nick Chubb did his thing, and Stephon Diggs, he's a surprise in my opinion. You know, I came out initially and said, you know, Buffalo receiving core gonna be uh, hard pressed to find points in that offense with the way that Josh Allen plays, but there's obviously some chemistry and. I was flat out wrong. So I think Stephon Diggs is a great play going forward. And, um, yeah, despite all the injuries, you just did really well. So, Yeah, props to Steven. I mean, Henry Ruggs with a 1.4 solid points. He don't care. Still gets the dub. Still gets the dub. Diggs looks good. You know, lost a few points on the board, left a few points on the board by not starting Mayfield. But, you know, that's what happens. You know, you got to guess it right with the four quarterbacks. Cornette. (laughs) Strong week on the bench. Do you maybe ride that? See what happens there. Um, and same with Zach over there, you know. Deontay Johnson scored big on the bench. And aside from that, that's his bench. <laughs> and, and that's your bench. So, Steven, props where props is due. Well done this week, my man. And next up, we're going to go to the matchup of the second Civil War of the year. Tim. This one we have Clayton versus Don. The Red Rocket versus Team Don Perignon. Don Perignon. I, I got to go back and look real quick, but Don started the year. Nobody, everybody writ him off, or had written him off. There wasn't really much optimism for his team. He was ninth in the week one power rankings. But, you know, put up, what is it, 168. I mean, Josh Allen, what a stud. I mean, surely somebody else would have loved to have had that quarterback on their team. I mean, how do you just pass on a talent like that? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah, Chris, do you do you know who else in our league might might want Josh Allen? I, I mean, anybody at this point because he's a QB1. <sighs> Continue. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Don's loyalty to Scary Terry looks to be a solid match made in heaven. He's always been a Scary Terry guy. Um, he's putting up points. You know, you look at this matchup overall, big QB numbers from Dak uh, scoring against the Falcons' horrid defense. Josh Allen again. Clayton, you got a silver lining in Miles Sanders looks good. He got his touches. You don't really have to worry about him going forward, it appears. However, you did lose Christian McCaffrey for a couple weeks. The most easily replaceable running back in fantasy football. I mean, he's kind of pooping. <laughs> I mean, I, I expect you to go out and drop at least 60 fab bucks on Mike Davis, maybe 70. So interesting to see what happens there. Um, and then just leaving it with, you know, that trade for Naheem Hines after one week. Kind of looks like a yikes. I guess, you know, game script, but zero carries. I mean, really? That's not, I mean, Chris is over there doing a happy dance. I don't know. Uh, anything else to add, guys? Chris and I were actually talking about this, and you know, I think that the rest of the year, Naeem Hines is still going to be a flex play. I don't think you, you know, get Naeem Hines thinking that he's going to be an upper echelon, you know, high end RB two, anything like that, push into RB one. I really do think that you know, for the rest of the year, you know, game scripts will be in favor of Naeem Hines being a flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really not going to hold back. This this trade for me, just noise. give me all of it. Oh, my God. Um, but, no, honestly, I think Naeem Hines is going to stay a pretty solid RB, too. I mean, I don't think I've fleeced you that rip, that, that bad. But, um, no, yeah. outside of that, I mean, Clayton's team and injuries, I, I genuinely feel bad. 
I really do. Um, that's what happens when you go in, you know, all in on win now. But um, Don, I I hate you for no reasons that have to involve Josh Allen. Uh, one last thing to add for Clayton's team. Uh, Noah Fant is looking pretty solid. Sutton's going down. Might be breakout tight end of the year. That's true. Speaking of breakout tight end, Tyler Higby on your bench, Don. Good night, man. <laughs> good night. I'm not saying I called it last week, but... Good for you, man. Good. Holy crap. Good for you. Sorry, I just... Something messed up with my microphone that scared the crap out of me. Good for, and <laughs> good for you. And that's getting cut out. <laughs> good for you, Don. Um, on to the next one, like Jay-Z says. Uh, it was the battle of the lifters, the bench bench people. I don't know. Um, Tim currently covering his face, as he should after that performance. Aaron... Let us hear about it. Tim, time to get the brown paper bags out. Put that on the head, man. We got to just forget about this week. Probably probably move on as he's stroking a 1.75 liter of Woodford Reserve. Uh, Very fitting. I think you need that medicine for this week. Uh, What can you say? I mean, bounce back of the year so far in the league. Shout out to Stretch. I mean, a huge win especially after last week with the loss. Uh, things were not looking so good for you, but you came back, and boy, did you come back. 189 points. You led the league in points this week. And a big story of why that was is Kyler and Kamara coming through big for you. You drafted them to do that, and they definitely delivered. Kyler with 34, Kamara with 38. Um, you know, On the other side, just a down week across the board for Tim. Really disappointing performances from Julio and David Johnson combining for 11 points. Uh, that's just not going to get it done. You got to get more from uh, an RB2 and, and Julio, who is still highly regarded and, and a top five wide receiver in fantasy. Um, Stretch just looks to be in great shape, in my opinion, going forward, despite losing Cortland Sutton. Uh, Julian Edelman looks like he's building rapport. Jerry Judy's the wide receiver one in Denver. Uh, things are looking up for stretch, and uh, he should be optimistic moving forward. Yeah, <clears throat> not a whole lot to say. I was pretty disappointed in my boys, but uh, still optimistic for the whole year. My RB2 on my lineup, my wide receiver 2, and my flex 2 combined for about 14 points. On any given week, I would expect each one of those spots on my team to put up 14 points. So I'm I'm feeling a little optimistic, but... Stress just went to town on my team, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to get, you know, what was it, six, four points from Julio Jones every week. Um, and, I mean, that second flex spot for you, Tim, is looking kind of sketchy with Zach Moss in there. But, um, you know, quietly, silently, down in Washington, D.C., there's a little Antonio Gibson rumbling down there. Increased workload this week. Looked really good. He's one of those guys that, like, he passes the eye test, you know? When he runs, it's like that man knows what he's doing in the NFL <laughs> as, as a running back. So um, I'm, I'm keeping faith on him. I still think he's a really good pickup and uh, maybe deserves a start next week. But I'm not the manager. So stretch, I mean, I, mean, I was going to say good job, but, I mean, you kind of suck and you didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. Um <laughs> but going that's just one of us saying that right. i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean kind of gross just as a person but um okay going into the next <laughs> going into the next matchup uh it was my personal second place for game of the week 
Um, Heron, 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 Aaron versus Hayden. I'm going to throw my mic out the freaking window. It keeps doing this stupid thing. Anyways, Aaron versus Hayden. Um, I say it was second place for game of the week because it came down to Monday night, and which wouldn't have been possible without, I mean, I don't know. Can you guys hear that? It almost smells like something. I can't really put my hand on it. Oh, that's right. Freaking Russell Wilson sizzling, cooking in the kitchen. Pete Carroll, let him cook. 45 points. I don't know. We're all fairly smart individuals, but I don't know if you guys were ever part of the group projects where another person did all the work and you're just kind of sitting there in awe, but also appreciative. That was Aaron watching Sunday Night Football. Like, he knew he did not have a chance in this game. And Aaron, like, after Russell Wilson's fifth touchdown, is just sitting there like, this is great. Like, he just did all the work, you know? And then Monday Night Football comes around, and then Jared Cook is the guy that – Looked promising, but just blows up the presentation. Just doesn't do anything. And uh, I think I think Aaron had like a 54% chance of winning going into Monday Night Football, according to Sleeper's projections. And Jared Cook just couldn't get it done. Um, so he came up short. But, I mean, he ran into the Aaron Jones freight train. 45 points? Are you kidding me? Like, that is ridiculous. Everybody thought his touchdowns were going to regress this year. <laughs> Psych. Also, when you look at Hayden, despite winning, got the worst manager Again, because, I mean, you have Cam Newton, James Conner, Devontae Parker, Russell Gage, all on your bench, all scoring 15-plus points. But at the end of the day, Aaron's kind of my favorite 0-2 team. Um, Put up really solid point numbers both weeks, um, but just kind of ran into really good teams in both both matchups. Um, The injury plague did hit Aaron pretty well. Paris Campbell looking like out of the out for the year with an MCL injury. Drew Locke out, what is it, like four to six weeks with a shoulder, I think. Um, I cried Hayden, about that one. Right. I cried. Yeah, I know. Just don't drop him and change your team. Um, and then Hayden relatively was untouched. And, I mean, hey, he even got a healthy James Conner, which Looks was wild. Good. He looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. So, uh, Hayden, congrats. But I think Aaron's on the come up. Um, surely, within the next couple weeks, he'll get his first one. Yeah, it was a tough week. Uh, just – Seeing Devontae get hurt uh, and getting taken out of the game. Reports were that he wanted to get back into the game, but obviously against the Detroit Lions, you don't need him to go back in when you have Aaron Jones. And lucky me, I was playing him. So, uh, yeah, that wasn't great. Paris Campbell getting hurt, also not good. And Tennessee giving up 30 points to Jacksonville. I kind of wanted to pull my hair out. So, um, yeah, all of those together – I probably should have lost this week, and I was actually texting Hayden during the game and congratulated him. So, uh, hats off to Hayden. What a good guy, you know. Sportsmanship Award of the Week, Aaron Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Boo, boo. this is fantasy football. Right. Right. Not trying to marry him. So. <laughs> Got anything to add, Tim? Uh, not really. Hayden, worst manager two weeks in a row. That stands out to me. Gets the dub. Uh, this was a big week to see which one of these teams was going to take an early lead in the power rankings. So true. That's all I got. That's true. That's true. And now time for the last game. Tim with the honors of the game of the week. In this game of the week, we have Chris versus Anthony. And I might call it the uninspiring game of the week with the two lowest point totals in the whole league. It was still fun to watch. It was still fun to watch all the way until the end to see who could pull off victory. Chris winning by 0. .7 points. 
baby. We, we started off the whole podcast. Chris lost his first round draft pick. You really Saquon had to hit me Barker that early. That early goes out. down. I'm, I, it was down in my notes, but it's popping to the top. <laughs> Saquon goes down. You know, two weeks. You, you can't make. You can't mock an injury, but didn't give you anything this year. You got to count your blessings that we held this draft before D. Williams, the third of Kansas City, decided to sit out. Playoff, Damian. <laughs> um, team uninspired youth. You know. You got Lamar Jackson. That's a positive. Uh, Will Fuller's zero stands out. You know, he looks he looked good in the first week, so you hope that he comes back and is actually a part of the offense and can stay healthy, which is maybe the biggest if in the whole NFL. CeeDee Lamb looks good long-term. I'll give you that. Um, aside from that, you know, Derrick Henry's not looking so hot. Um, and that's enough there. Uh, Chris, Calvin Ridley looks Real fucking good. That's uh, Falcons wide receiver one to you, sir, Mr. Julio uh, Jones owner. And I have Falcons wide receiver two. That's <laughs> right. Number one wide receiver in fantasy football after two weeks. But you also have Falcons running back number one, Todd Gurley. Two weeks in. Listen, you get, know, he just... Getting his touches. Pretty but gross. He just needs to work that pretty knee Pretty gross. We just get, we, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the last thing I've got to note on this game, you know, looking at these two teams, both... Kind of underperformed. You expect both to be able to score a little bit more, leaving points on the board across. We'll see how Chris uh, attacks the waiver wires with Saquon being out. And hopefully he can learn to play the right young tight end in the right week, starting Chris Herndon with a whopping <laughs> one catch for five yards when he had Johnny Smith Gase. with 25 points and Hayden Hurst with 18 on the bench. So Chris could have looked a lot better if – he wasn't dealing with number two. Guess what, Tim? You win who you win. You win who you and win. And for those folks wondering, I'm shooting Chris Herndon to the freaking sun. He's out of – He's see, see you, dude. See you, man. Uh, but, no, glad DJ Moore uh, showed up this week. He got a lot of his stuff in garbage time. I was sweating it out a little bit when he was playing. And, um, no, I was all by myself down in the basement whenever Clyde Edwards-Alaire got his game-winning, like, eight-yard catch to uh, put me – Point seven points above. Um, so Anthony Anthony handled it well. Um, I, had, I didn't hear any reactions from him, but I'm sure he was cuddled up next to Stretch the whole time, which I'm sorry about that. But Tim did a good job. Uh, gonna try my best to recover from Saquon Barkley. Those four carries he had before he went down, he was looking juicy. So, um, yeah, Aaron, anything to add last there? Nothing to add. Uh, it was just really exciting to uh, watch it come down to the wire in the last – uh, well, it was a four o'clock game, but uh, just seeing everybody texting that this league uh, group message and just all of the excitement that went with that was uh, pretty cool to see. So, uh, congrats to Chris on barely narrowing it out. So, there you go. You Thanks, win guys. Who you win, Thanks, man. guys. Two and O to you guys. Let's roll now into from feedback I've gotten, some people's favorite parts the updated power rankings. <laughs> Okay, so week three, or excuse me, week two is behind us going into week three. Um, I'm just going to lay them out for you guys. No, no bull crap. Tenth team this week. Tenth overall ranked team is back where he belongs. Good old Zach, the broad ripple swim team, falling two spots from number eight last week. Number nine, 
team uninspired youth and Anthony had a super promising week one just loses this week and didn't look great doing it even though I can't say I looked great and beat you but uh falling three spots at number eight we got Mount Passmore who I thought again was the best manager last week uh going one spot up to number eight number seven stretch hung like a Bronco up four spots after beating Tim who was the number two ranked last week um, so that's an impressive victory. Going up four spots to number seven. Number six, Clayton, man. Uh, falling three spots to number six. Could be, I mean, you performed pretty well last week, but even after the discussions we had last week, even I had to move you down because of the injuries on your team. That was that. Those are brutal. Again, I feel for you, man. Overall fell one spot. Overall Slight correction. One spot. Yeah, last week he was number five. This week he's six. Aha! Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, number five is Drew is a lock. The O and T, the O and T, the O and two team Dynamo owned by Aaron, falling only one spot despite being O and two. Um, at number four, Burrow's best. Number two ranked last year, falling down two spots last year, last week, falling down two spots. How many to guaves four. have you had tonight? Yeah, Chris, you all right? Half. <laughs> this is this is you know five five percent alcohol. I'm buzzing. Buzzing. Number three um, this week, going into week three, Team Don Perignon, owned by Don. 2-0, electric start to this season, rising up four spots this week to number three. Number two is Big Ben Revenge Tour and Hayden, coming out on top of his matchup last week, going up three spots to number two. And number one um, is Team Fairlife, owned by yours truly. Obviously, I had a big loss this week, but... You win who you win. Uh, 2-0, staying on top of the power rankings this week. Um, and I guess we'll just start there. Um, Aaron, I know out of our three rankings, you were the only one that did not have Team Fairlife at number one. Uh, obviously, the injury might play a part, but if you want to elaborate more on that, you are free to do so and hurt my feelings. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll just get right to it. Uh, losing Saquon Barkley is going to hurt you considerably. Um you know, when you look at the rest of your team, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you're expecting him to be an RB one, but he only had he only had thirteen points last week. The whole so Chiefs offense was blunt last week. Yeah. Um, so if he has a week like that, you know, your running back core will suffer greatly. You got Todd Gurley in there now. I I was not a fan draft day of Todd Gurley. I'm still not a fan of him now. We got that bet going though. Yeah. It's looking good in your favor. We do. Yeah. Say that bet again. That bet is I told Aaron if Todd Gurley plays 14 healthy games, he will finish as a top 15 running back. And I said he would not. So I think we have 10 bucks on the line. <laughs> yeah. So pretty, I know. pretty huge steep. money. Huge money. Pretty steep. Huge and I mean, you know, your receiving core, Calvin Ridley, enough said there. Um you know, DJ Moore has been inconsistent. He had a good week this week. So, you know, you're still the top half of the league, in my opinion. You know, it's not like I moved you down, you know, five or six spots. But, um, yeah, I feel like Saquon was a big enough uh, deciding factor. I had to move you down. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. Again, 2-0. and So I'm staying on top this week. Uh, I wanted to quickly highlight Clayton. Defended you last week, man, but I can't, I can't defend you this week, bro. <laughs> you literally lost the best player in fantasy football on top of losing Le'Veon Bell. Kenny Galladay hopefully comes back next week, but um, your team is just getting hit, man. So, And you lost last week. I had to drop you down some, and now you're down at number six after being the preseason number one. 
Tough fall. And the jury's still out. Last week, we all voted Clayton 3, 5, and 7 overall. This week, he's 4, 6, and 8. So we shall see. Um, and I just want to quickly highlight Team Don Perignon with the biggest leap we've seen. Oh, Perignon. Four. Everybody counting him out. But you know what? He delivers. You win who you win. He's 2-0. and oh. Looking pretty good, not going to lie. I mean, depth pieces could be a little questionable, but uh, you, you just got to look at the results for right now. Correct. Correct. Anything else to add on the power rankings? Nada. All good. Nope. All good. All right. One last rundown. Ten. Zach. Nine. Anthony. Eight. Steven. Seven. Stretch. Six. Clayton. Five. Aaron. Four. Tim. Three. Don. Two. Hayden. One. Chris. Patting myself on the back for getting through that without stuttering. On to week three preview. Okay, so week three has some stuff to live up to. Hopefully not eight people tear their ACLs next week. (laughs) But um, before we get into the previews, one little thing we're going to add, which might add a fun little twist to whenever we review these games or preview these games, is we're basically going to be doing a pick 'em, right? So we're going to be running through the preview of the game, the highlights of it, and at the end, each each one of us is going to pick who we think is going to win. And then we will keep track of that progress, so that way at the end of the year, I can have bragging rights that I am the best fantasy football analyst out of all of us. I think it's going to be me. I think we're going to have to come up with some sort of creative bet where the two losers have to do something or give something to Last place loses their first round pick. I'm just kidding. Guys, guys. Whoa. And I retire from the podcast game. (laughs) I know, right? Not worth it. You guys learned when you were a young age, you can't lie. I'm going to win this. It's just going to happen. I'm sorry, did you say something? <laughs> Who can't lie? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Pinocchio. Not, thank you, Tim. Okay, <laughs> so let's jump into these week three previews. First up, a team, or a, a team, Jesus, two 500 teams. Aaron, tell us about it. Yeah, so we got Tim versus Zach coming up this week. Um, key factors for Zach, Chris Godwin and Dalvin Cook. I think it's time. I think Dalvin Cook shows up this week in a big way. I also think Chris Godwin shows up in a big uh, big way as well. Uh, he was in the concussion protocol this week, but out of it now, he's going to be playing. And I think uh, you're going to see the Chris Godwin that we saw last year. Uh, he's going to show up. I'm going to expect bounce-back games from Julio and Hopkins. I think the Julio game is uh, just an anomaly. Uh, you know, He's going to come back and be the Julio we know and love. And uh, Hopkins is just going to continue to do his thing because apparently Kyler Murray only throws to him. Uh, <laughs> Darren Waller versus Andrews, that's a juicy matchup at tight end. Uh, looking at Tim's team, though, really tough matchups for uh, David Johnson and Zach Moss. Mm. Uh, just really solid defenses, especially Pittsburgh's D. Uh, they made Saquon look pretty bad when he went up against not going to lie, I haven't looked. Who's playing Pittsburgh? Which one of those guys? Houston. David Johnson. Oh, gross. Yeah, I might have to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to analyze that. Yeah, and then just, you know, top to bottom looking at the starts. Uh, you know, my prediction, I think Zach's, Zach's going to win. And I think a lot of that is just based on the matchups. There's too many difficult defenses that Tim's players are going up against. Uh, when you look at the Raiders playing the New England Patriots at Foxborough, uh, and then also the Steelers as well. I just think it's going to be tough for him to pull it out. So I got Zach. Zach. I have Tim 
winning this game. I think uh, he can overcome the David Johnson versus Pittsburgh, but um, I, I just expect huge back-to-back games from Julio and even Josh Jacobs, who by his standards had a pretty disappointing game last week. But I think Tim comes out on top. Yeah, this might have been the one I had to think about the longest. But I got to have faith in my guys. This, this first week of doing pickups, I got to have faith in my guys. Bang, bang. So that is Aaron selecting Zach's team for victory. Me and Tim choosing Tim. On to the next game. What I personally think might be the juiciest matchup of the week if you just look at storylines. So we have Steven, 1-1, one and one, going up against the undefeated team, Dom Perignon. And Steven's team showed last week that he can perform even without his guys. So if he gets George Kittle back, and these are big ifs, but if he gets George Kittle back, probably not getting Michael Thomas back, but you saw how bad the Saints offense was without him. If he gets A.J. Brown back, that is adding to a resurgent Nick Chubb, James Robinson looking great, Stephon Diggs kind of looking like a steal in the draft, and maybe even a little Leonard Fournette if he wants to get fancy. I think he's going to need all that to really try to take down Tom, uh, Don. Jeez. I almost called him Todd. What am I doing? God. Um, Rough night in the office. Thank you. But no, uh, Don is, I mean, he is just latching onto Josh Allen's back and not letting go. Josh Allen is just on another level this year. And then there's Jonathan Taylor. He showed you last week what he can do in this Colts offense. Colt, go Colts. Colt, go Colts. Um, But if you look at the starting lineup as of right now, he's starting to read Cohen which is even worse than my favorite word, uninspiring. That's not great. Um, Sleeper has Dawn with a 74% chance of victory. But if Steven gets a couple of those guys back, I think Steven gives Dawn his first L of the season. I think Dawn's going to carry on and go 3-0. Carry on my way. Thanks, guys. Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris, you mentioned it. Sleeper has Dawn with a 74% chance of victory. Don's, in my power rankings, the number one team in the league right now. I think he wins convincingly this week. Uh, I think Jonathan Taylor against the Jets defense potentially could run for 400 yards. Uh, And that's no exaggeration. (laughs) Um, I think he's going to absolutely explode in his receiving core uh, with Juju and uh, Scary Terry and Odell Beckham. I mean, they're going to show out. So, Don, I got you this week. There you go. So that is two votes for Don saying undefeated and Steven, buddy. Pal, I'm rooting for you. Come on, man. You're going to get the win. I got you winning this week. Let's go. All right, so the next game we're previewing here, we have Chris's undefeated number one ranked Team Fairlife versus Kyle Stretch. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Did I do that? (laughs) My bad. Oh, and his team who just dismantled my guys last week. So this is a statement game for Stretch. Chris and I give him shit all the time. (laughs) He gets pissed off and just storms off and doesn't want to talk about it. Does not want to talk about it, which can be fair. I mean, fantasy can be personal. Stretch is coming for Chris's head. I mean, Sleeper right now says 54% chance to win for Stretch. Kyler Murray, fantasy quarterback of the year. Fumble! What was that? That That was Jenga. What'd you break? I don't know. The Jenga just... In case you guys didn't know, we were playing Jenga. In the middle of the podcast. Kyler Murray. He was my quarterback, man. I wanted him this year's draft, but you got him two picks ahead of me. I'm already looking at fantasy quarterback of the year. Uh, and then I really want to spend some time real quick here. Looking up and down, I think I like stretches guys head-to-head at all positions. Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Aaron. Kyler Murray. 
Running backs. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon versus Todd Gurley, CEH. I don't even think I need to answer that one. Guys, stop. Mixon stop. and Kamara. You're making me sad. Receivers. Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett versus Come Bobby on, Woods dude. and Come Calvin on. Ridley. Come on. Ridley's so good. Thank you. I, I think, Ridley I, looks good. Bobby Woods so Mike, good. Did anybody see Mike Evans last week? He did look good. But Chris, Chris Godwin's back. back. Chris I'm Godwin's saying, back. I, yeah, that, that one's close. I'll give you that. But And then I'm just saying, can Chris pick the right tight end? I don't know. Flex guys, I call that a push with Edelman, Judy with Sutton going out, Hollywood Brown, Boomer Bust, DJ Moore. You know, Can he get those points and touches not in garbage time will be big. Head-to-head, you know, I'm, I'm leaning stretch. Um, and I'll just we'll go into the pick them right there. I'm picking stretch this week. Yeah, I've got stretch as well. Uh, Kyler Murray is an absolute beast. He, I say, he continues it this week uh, with his rushing ability, and then uh, I do think Joe Mixon will get more than 15 points this week. At least I hope so against a really struggling Philadelphia Eagles defense. Quick plug here: if you guys want to see Stretch Mad, just ask him in general about Joe Mixon, and it will make you laugh. <laughs> oh man uh i'm sticking with my dogs i'm sticking with my dogs here's what's gonna happen i'm gonna go into monday night football down like 25 and hollywood brown is gonna score me 35 points in the game and the performance of the week and we're gonna come storming back and i get to rub stretch his face in it all year i can't wait I heard it here first i can't wait on to the next matchup we have aaron hunt drew is a lock 0-2, going up against the struggling Clayton. Good. Every time I just say your name now, I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Clayton. But, um, no, oh, I like to call it the fighting Russell Wilsons against the raging, ferocious Naeem Hines. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, looking at this matchup, Clayton is getting Galladay back, um, which is great, which is great. But week three starts life without Christian McCaffrey, the best fantasy football I was going to say running back player in the league. Uh, it will be like Tim said earlier, it'll be interesting to see what he does on the waiver wire to try and um, better that situation. Um, but Aaron and his 8,403 running backs will be hoping Devonta Adams is a go, not have Aaron Jones score a thousand touchdowns. Like I said, Aaron is my favorite. Oh, and two team. Uh, he's performed well the past few weeks. I think he gets his first win here and Clayton just, I feel like his injuries are too much to overcome right now. Um, so I think Aaron wins this matchup pretty easily, actually. Yeah, I'm going Aaron as well. Uh, nothing new to add. I think Aaron takes his one. Yeah, and I mean, I've got myself winning as well. Uh, you know, I think this is the week I get my first win. It's really unfortunate that I'm not playing Clayton at full strength. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Clayton. I, I do think I win against you this week. I forgot to mention uh, about Aaron and his HGTV show, Flip or Flop, these <laughs> running backs. These backs. These you know, backs. Like we've got three running backs from Aaron on the trade block, two from Hayden. I mean, you need a running back. They're out there, but, you know, how much did the investment go up? Right. Contact me. Stonks, baby. Stonks. Shout out, Steven. <laughs> also, quick little plug. Use the trade block. It's actually a really good idea. I know, you know. I put out a trade block for Naeem Hines, and I get some responses. Aaron put some people out, got some responses. It's a great way to start facilitating trade talks. Use it. It's a good time. Trades make the league funner. So, uh, Going into the last matchup, we have Hayden, number two ranked in the power rankings, going up against Anthony, the other 0-2 team. Aaron, 
take us away. First off, what a QB duel. Oh, let's uh, go. Monday Night Football will be a lot of fun. And honestly, Monday Night Football might determine who wins this matchup. I really hope it comes down to Monday Night Football. That would be electric. Mm-hmm. We need to invite both of them over if it comes down to Monday Night Football. And just watch Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes just smack the crap out of each other. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, when looking at Hayden's team, uh, Kenya needs to back up his tweets. It's time to eat like a top draft pick should. Uh, Can you explain that real quick for those who might not have seen it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Kenyon Drake on his personal Twitter was getting a lot of uh, flack from people just saying, you know, hey, why aren't you performing like the first-round pick that I had you as or second-round pick, you know, high draft pick uh, status? And basically he was like, go ahead and drop me and let me be someone else's blessing. Ooh. So uh, big talk from Kenyon Drake, but he needs to back it up, and I honestly think he does this week. Um, similar talent at the wide receiver position across the board. I think that will likely be a deciding factor on who wins. Um, Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, they're going to put on a show. But in my opinion, I don't think it'll be enough. Uh, Aaron Jones is the truth. I'm a believer in him. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I think, gets it going. And Patrick Mahomes, he's just going to do his thing. I know he had a slow week against the Chargers, but uh, he's going to show up in prime time. Very close, but I'm going to go with Hayden. I am also going with Hayden, just because not so much that I love his team. I mean, I, I expect a big week from Kenyon Drake this week. But um, more so just looking at Anthony's team. I mean, the, the, the Vikings this year are just looking pathetic. So relying on Adam Thielen as your wide receiver one not, might not be the best idea. And you got Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, who played like three-fourths of the game and didn't even get targeted last week. Um, your team's just not looking very hype right now, I guess I could say. So I, I got to go Hayden here. Um, he continues his strong start to the season. And I... I'm going to take Anthony here trying to differentiate myself, trying Whoa. to get ahead on this Pickham's record so I can definitely lead out there. Um, I really came down to picking this one based on who I thought was going to win between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens are going to take the victory. I think Anthony's going to squeak out his first win. Please come down to Monday night. Please come down to Monday night. Anything left to add on the week three review, fellas? Get on my end, man. I am – patting myself on the back for not crying about the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow looks good, man. Joe Burrow looks good. He does, but the I, offensive line. I think they get their first dub against the Eagles. I honestly do. I could see it. Eagles, Eagles and Vikings are like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> like, you guys are trash. Yeah, I, I hope so. Trash. We, we got to get mix and roll, and we got to get, you know, something on the offensive line, maybe, hopefully. I know. But that was your week three preview. Who the Colts play this week? Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I swear to the baby Lord Jesus Christ, if we lose to Adam Gase and the Jets at home, I might hurt myself. <laughs> They're my survivor pick this week. I so might I'm hurt in the survivor myself. League. That's going to be bad. Colts got, I mean, it, there's no way, no way. Colts, go Colts, baby. Um, yes, that is our episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it Woo! to the end... Please don't be afraid to share your thoughts in the text. I know it makes us feel good whenever we know that you guys are listening to it and you respond and you give your thoughts. So we encourage you guys to do that. Uh, quick little reminder, you're probably not going to hear this before waivers run, but waivers are supposed to run either Wednesday morning, Wednesday at noon. We'll see. We're still trying to kind of figure out that mechanic and sleeper, but we're getting there. They should run by Wednesday, period. So uh, 
huge waiver week with all these injuries. Really interesting to see what Clayton does to try to recoup his Christian McCaffrey loss. I'm out there with the Saquon loss, see if I'm going to do anything. And then everybody else who also knows that me and Clayton need help on the waiver wire, and maybe you guys can spend your fab. Spend yo fab. You don't want to be caught with your pants down week 16 having like 90 fab. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't be afraid to spend it. Um, stretch. Stretch, dude. God, you suck. That's it. I love you, Stretch. That's the podcast. Anything, anything else? All good. All right. Well... For Chris, for Tim, for Aaron, this is the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We out. And thanks for stopping by. Go on, get. Thank you.